0: we are speaking with the one and only doug clifford of ccr the new album with uh, mr wright steve wright i should say of the greg kin band is for all the money in the world well in fact it's a new old album Uh, is that correct doug and uh, bonjour as we say in montreal
1: yes uh, that's that's uh, sort of what it is Uh, to me it's it's uh, a new album because it hasn't been exposed to the public that's kind of how I ju- make my judgments. Um, it, it was, of course, uh, recorded in uh, mid uh, the mid '80s. Uh, so that's that's the other side of the coin. But for all intents and purposes, it's new music because you haven't heard it before.
0: So so talk to me about the process because I've known a lot of bands and a lot of artists that make music and they rush it out and then others they make it and then five years, 10 years, 20 years. Was this a, a project that you and, and Steve were just doing for fun or was it meant to be released officially by a label and then something happened? What's sort of the story in this sort of 35 year delay?
1: Well, uh, it was uh, uh, basically we were, we were trying to get a record deal. And uh, Steve and I were the writers of uh, all the music for this project. And uh, so what we wanted to do is have a kind of a nice general uh, spread of what, what we could do songwriting wise. And, uh, and if you wanna do that, you wanna have it produced as if it was going to be a record. So I produced it to, to sound like uh, something you would hear on the radio uh, since I was trying to get the attention of labels, uh, we weren't playing out though as as a, as a group, and we should have been. And I wanted to, but it it just wasn't uh, wasn't in the cards. So what happens in a situation like that? And we don't get the deal, and other things ha- happened as well. I put it in Cosmo's vault. Cosmo being being me, so I slapped it in my vault. And uh, it's a a vault full of master reels, which is a quarter-inch tape. And uh, I don't have the uh, the multi-tracks to to remix any of it. So I had to work within the confines of what we had on tape. But before we did that, we had to bake the the tapes. That's a process. Baking brownies, I can tell you that.
0: Yeah, I can tell. Yeah, that whole baking thing is, is interesting. I, it always fascinates me that the technology wasn't smart enough that you could just sort of put it on a shelf and then stick it back. You have to. You actually have to start getting into cooking to get to hear your tapes, which is funny.
1: Yeah, I, I, I'm not really sure. There, there is oil within in the in the tape and audio tape, especially back then. And uh, it has to do with them sort of holding everything together. And uh, I have certain, oh, I guess I got close to 10 different albums uh, from of different people. Uh, I've got a couple of solo projects in there of, of, of mine. Uh, we've got the Clifford Wright uh, record that we're talking about. We have uh, Bobby Whitlock. Bobby Whitlock and I were the, the two writers in that project. Uh, Louis Ortega from the Sir Douglas Quintet, Doug Somme from the Sir Douglas Quintet. I have the multi-track of that one, but that's down the road. Uh, first things first. Uh, we don't want to get this one out. We think it's uh, really strong, has a, a lot of potential hits. They just need to uh, get uh, uh, some airplay, and that, that's what I'm out here. Uh, trying yeah. to do. Yeah.
0: Well, I have to say I've listened to it and it's funny because in the press release, it said to me, uh, could have been opening for Huey Lewis and the news. That's what the press release says. And I'm a huge, huge Huey Lewis fan. So as soon as I saw that, I went, oh, really? All right. And I listened to it and I went, yeah, you know, this would fit. It is very fun, upbeat. I don't, I don't want to say it sounds like Huey Lewis, but it, it is that sort of fun, upbeat. It would have been a great evening if those two bands had been on the same bill. So,
1: yeah, I think fans will dig it. Well, you know, Huey's uh, an old, dear old friend of mine, and I, I, I need to give him a call and see how he's doing. He's had some problems with his ears and uh, but it's, exactly and that's a bad problem to have if you're a, a, a musician yeah so uh, i i thanks for reminding me i need to get it well n-
0: not that i want to make this all about yui lewis but it, it has essentially stopped his career he can't tour yeah. he, he can't even record because he says in interviews that putting on the headphones and so, just drives him crazy he just can't yeah. horrible way to end your career
1: quite frankly well, it's not over yet. It's not over until that fat lady gets up there and, you know, breaks a few crystal glasses.
0: Yep, and thank God for uh, modern technology because I'm sure they will come up with something. They have yeah. to. We need The world needs Huey Lewis. And uh, when, when you call him, have him call me. I haven't done an interview with him yet, but I've interviewed Johnny a bunch of times, Johnny Cola. Um, in terms of this release, um, you know, somewhere around the mid-90s, you had essentially said, I'm retired from this business. I'm done. And then you got the the version of CCR going and you did a whole bunch of shows, almost 100 shows a year. Is this something where you're interested in playing shows? Now, I know Steve passed away. And may yeah. he rest in peace. But do you want to get these songs to an audience in some form to say, hey, music's meant to be played live?
1: Well, uh, my uh, live career is over. I have Parkinson's and... Uh, oh, wow. Uh, I can play shake rattle and roll and that's about it so uh, uh that's one of one of many reasons why i'm do- doing what i'm doing now gotcha starting, starting my own label it's kind of fun you know that's the fir- it'll be the first record company that i won't have to audit so <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah forensic accounting is not a great uh
1: that in itself is is, is worth all the effort but uh no i i also have uh, bob frank and uh, uh Sony Orchard. So I have the, the big distributor of, with Sony and Bob's uh, years of experience and my label where I, I can call the shots and not ha- have it be the other way around. So it's, it's kind of a, a, a real nifty uh, plan of action. And, and it's, it's some, something that uh, I, I'll only play songs that I've written or co-written. And, and so it, it becomes a publishing sort of driven entity. And uh, we'll see how it goes. Uh, but right now, I, I really think that uh, we have a winner with, uh, with uh, the uh, the uh, album.
0: Yeah, I don't I don't disagree. Um, let me just quickly ask you then, do you own all your publishing? Is that something that 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 you hold on to tight? Is it something that you're wanting to sell? Because a lot of artists are selling their publishing? Or uh, you're not
1: interested? Right now, I'm not interested because yeah. uh, I, I I'm just getting started with it, and uh, I've got a lot of songs uh, that are that are really uh, good, and they're they're good because I have good people around me. Yep. Uh, so you look at the the roster of who's on this record. I mean, just the guitarists. I've got uh, uh, Joe. Joe. Yeah. I've got uh, Jimmy Lyon. I've got. Uh, uh, Greg Douglas, I mean, woo, you know, the a guitar guy from the, from from the, well, they're all they're all doing well, and it, it's, and then I've got a great singer, an unknown, uh, in Keith England. I think you probably agree with me that he really. Uh, How you bottom- do? every song and as a songwriter when you know when I sh- sh- give him the song and I, I sing it for him here's here's how the melody goes here's a, I feel kind of silly but he paid close attention and, and put his touch on it and, and I, I just uh, you know uh, an- another reason that I'd like to see see this project be successful is for him to have his first uh, gold and platinum album It would be really great for for Keith England who I think really really deserves it with his uh performance on the record
0: I, I don't uh, I won't dispute that the uh, the record and I'm you know I'm not a guitar guy I'm not a drum guy I'm a vocal guy if I like the vocalist I will excuse a lot of other stuff you know I'll I'll excuse a missed note or a missed r- r- beat but I need a vocalist I need a Steven Tyler I, and and this guy's got it because I listened to this album and I enjoyed it and if the vocalist turns me off, I don't care how good the music is, I turn it off. And this guy, I didn't turn off. So to me, <laughs> that's all you need to know.
1: Well, that's a, it's a good thing to know, and and you're right. And uh, I was throwing the praises out uh, to Keith, and, uh, and he's still doing it. You know, I, I've had my dream come true um, many times over uh, with Creedence Clearwater Revival, starting when we were 13. Uh, and uh, taking 10 years for us to have our first hit but uh, that opened up uh, many doors and then Stu and I had uh, re- revisited for 25 years touring for 25 years every year non-stop you know that, that, that uh, kind of surprised us we were hoping to get four years out of it and uh, we were never going to record in that project but the fans said we want to CD to take home after the show. Yeah, the- recollection recorded
0: in Western Canada, by the way. And I'm up in Montreal, yes. so props to the home uh, the home team. You have done your homework, sir. I
1: have. Yes. I always do. <laughs> you know, not everybody does, and, and you really have to. And, the, you know, that if I might interject something about dreams, the yep. reality of dreams. The reality of dreams are that if you're sitting on the couch and saying, I, I, I want to be a rock star, you know. No, nothing's going to happen. You have. If you want to be a rock star, you better get an instrument and 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 become an expert on that instrument. You better get have a, a game plan and and, and 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 a manager or or a lawyer that you can trust. How about that and, one?
0: And some business acumen. You know, a lot of people don't realize it's the music business. They strap on a guitar and say, "I'm going to be a rock star," and then it's like, ha, ha, ha,
1: "Yeah, about
0: that." Yeah.
1: <laughs> and so to answer a, a question for the back, yeah i have a hundred percent of my my publishing uh, publishing and i uh, that's a perfect example of it right there you know uh, uh so you have to pay attention uh to to any dream whether it be uh you know it doesn't have, necessarily have to be music you have to work and work as hard as you, you can work your fingers down down to the nubs you know and and uh, and, and do everything you can to possibly uh, have that dream come true so if you're going to be a dreamer uh, you're going to have to be a guy that picks the dream that he can be passionate about and go down the road with busting his ass to to to, to make it so
0: I kind of think if if uh, rock reporter was my dream <laughs> but i but i do bust my ass um just real quick just real quick on on that, uh, sorry, not on the live record, on uh, <clears throat> Joe Satriani. Of course, back in 1986, he wasn't Joe Satriani as we think of him now. He he wasn't necessarily a rookie, but he was he was up and coming. Uh, talk to me about how that came about. Was it just that you sort of lived in the same area? Or did you seek him out? Did you hear him and say, oh, I have to get this guy? Uh, talk to me about working with Joe. And do you still talk to Joe?
1: Um Joe uh, was in uh, the Greg Kin Band. All the guitar players that I just mentioned, they were all, at one time or another, in the Greg Kin Band. Steve Wright was the Greg Kin Band's uh, bass player. For uh, many years. Yeah. Uh, so uh, he came, we were looking to pull that spot. And so I was doing a session, and uh, uh, Richie Carcello, a, a recording engineer, friend of ours, who brought keith england in what a what a nice thing to do uh, and and then brought joe in so uh, i asked joe uh, if, if he would want to join the band and he said no i'm gonna do a heavy metal instrumental album and we all rolled our eyes good luck with that buddy and uh, last laughs are always the best laugh and he got us with that one <laughs>
0: Yeah. Now, has have you mentioned this uh, release to Joe? And by the way, let's tell the folks the uh, the album comes out on August twenty seventh, which happens to be my birthday of all things. Oh, um, so, so yeah, so I'm getting new a, a well not a new CCR, but I'm getting a new uh, Doug Clifford record for my birthday. So that absolutely works for me. Um, did you get Did you get a chance to talk to uh, to Joe about this? did Did any of this get reworked? did any did, did you come in and add some drums or did, were things fixed, or is this really the album that was in the vault?
1: It was for the most part the album that was in the vault, but I did uh, do some pro tool work. and uh, the the uh, executive producer on on this album is a fellow named Russell Deshiel. He was in the Don Harrison band. That's where I first met him. Uh, and uh, played on that record of course and uh, uh, but he's uh, also a great lead guitar player and, and i have a solo album that he played the uh, uh, guitar on and engineered so uh, uh, he's a, a great technical guy and so i brought his prowess in to to do the uh, make the moves on pro tools because i i knew what i wanted but I, i'm not a pro tools guy uh, so there, there's russell and, and he also is uh, knowledgeable in the business and we talk a lot about you know strategy and, and things and what are hap- what what's happening here and there and so we're and he's an, an old friend so he's he's an executive producer on uh, on this project and we did do in fact uh, on on one of the, uh, on, on my solo album he did a rhythm a whole new rhythm guitar track most of what we we did, though, was uh, using frequencies to bring things out. In other words, if I wanted to bring the snare drum up, I had to find uh, what the frequency of that, that snare drum was in and then work accordingly, put it in as, as much as I can. But the, the downside of that is everything else that's in that frequency will be boosted, So, and, and you may not want to do that. So it's a, it's a very artful thing that, uh, that that you need to do with that and i really like having the the you know the, the producers hat on saying i would like to have this done this done and also the songwriter uh, and this done and and have a guy you know that you trust say i i i can take it this far so you you listen take a listen you sure, a and b it and i go yeah that that that's that's just about perfect no, yeah, sure we cut a, a verse or two out of it. there was a song that so said that's the I, I I think that verse has been, been said and sung uh, one too many times, Snip.
0: Snip, <laughs> out it goes. Okay, it, I, it was, out it goes. Um last year when we spoke, we were talking about the 50th anniversary of Cosmos Factory. Wow. And of course the the pandemic sort of o- overshadowed that because it came out in July. And in July, we were in the throes of the pandemic. And I think people just sort of went, well, that's nice. But there's a pandemic. Uh, just, a, just a quick word on that, because I one of my favorite bands is a band from England called Thunder. And they do Up Around the Bend. Uh, they have two versions of the song. And I was actually listening to it uh, this week, uh, their version. And, and that song just endures. It doesn't matter who sings it. It doesn't matter who records it. It just works, whether it's a female voice, a male voice. Or, it just works. Um, just a quick memory on the 50th anniversary that sort of got glossed over last
1: year. Well, yeah, that, of course, that that is uh, uh was our biggest that, that was our Sarkin Pepper. It's yep. that a great our, album, pinnacle of our our career, and uh, there were six singles on there. We had a lot of we had five double sided hits, in other words. Uh, for your audience uh, a and b both sides were a, a side we didn't do it on purpose people said how do you how do you pick them how do you know we said we don't know we just pick what we think is an a side put it in there and then take something else that we think might go well with it uh, or, or be totally different than it for whatever the reason but every time they go out they end up both charting and and and, and both. Uh, you know, it cuts the, your your time in half. In other words, uh, because you know you you have have the the time of two singles pushed into the, into to the time of one. So th- that really quick, quickened the uh, the pace of of our recording, and we did put out three albums in '69. So, wow. uh, yeah.
0: The good old days. Yeah. Uh, by the way, let me just quickly ask you uh, on Cosmos Factor, and then I'll get back to the vault here, but most of the songs are two three minutes and you know don't bore us get to the chorus we're in we're out but you've got a couple that are seven minutes 11 minutes how how did that come about in the studio where you're saying all right we're going to make these three minute radio friendly singles boom boom but now we're going to do this 11 minute masterpiece How, how did that sort of come about why was not everything either you know like a genesis album of 15 minutes or why was everything not just like a beatles two and a half in and out let's go
1: well uh that was uh, our peers in the in the bay area was that was the, the, the age of uh, psychedelia and uh our our peers laughed at us called us boy scouts of rock and roll said we, we were sold out uh, singles band uh and uh, so what <laughs> <laughs> was, you know try it try to pay the
0: rent with the peace love thing
1: they said, Take, takes know, a lot it takes cash. Well, here's what we did. We, for years, we stayed with the, the, the genre that we ended up with and, and the, that is going to outlive me and, and, uh, and, uh, uh, and continue generationally down the line. Uh, we, we, we didn't really think what they were doing was, was, was something that was appealing to us. Uh, we like we like making making records that you can get get in and get out and go to the next and that way you know you have a variety of things that you can do and and you're not you're not uh, doing the same thing all, all the time making you know three minute songs into 20 minute songs uh, as our, our our peers were so uh, we had heard all this and, and that and so we said hey let's take Grapevine, a song that had been a number one hit twice, uh, and uh, let's take, everybody knows this song, and let's, you know, let's stretch out, let's stretch out, we'll, we'll do it just because we can. And uh, that was sort of, sort of it, you know, sort of, well, Boy Scouts of rock and roll can, you know, can boogie too. (laughs) <laughs> and the, the funny thing about it is, I ran into Spencer Dryden like twenty years after the fact, and he said, "Oh man, he says we we hated you guys and we, we put you down, but we hated you because every every song you put out was a hit single." He said we were trying to put a, a single together the whole time that, that you know the band was together. We could not break that wall, and. Uh, so the truth comes out you know it was it was it was a a sort of a war of words of envy as it turned out and uh uh, i got i got i said thanks for being honest about it i said you know it really it really didn't bother us because your description was accurate you know we were we were a singles band that's what we cut our teeth on that's you know what what one one note too long is is is, is two two notes too long the kind of the I agree and, um, and by the way the
0: reason why we're speaking 50 years later is because you are a singles band and you had popularity and people care people yeah. like singles
1: I mean <laughs> you know they do they do and the, the major, great majority and, we, and and we weren't going to do something that wasn't us just oh. because it was popular because we did that our entire career it took us 10 years before we had our first hit record and uh that's because you know we weren't ready at, uh, until we had susie q but uh, you know great that, song that that song was a uh, 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 rockabilly song initially and i put that dance groove to it quarter note groove to give it power by taking out half the notes mm. how about that yeah There's less that. is
0: more less that is
1: more less is more it proves itself over and over again
0: it really does i mean uh, you know i'm looking at the uh, time listing of traveling band and i'm looking at the time listing of uh, um, or up around the bend there's two minutes seven and two minutes 40 i mean if those songs were six minutes or
1: no i don't think we'd be remembering them right now no offense we wouldn't be we wouldn't be We wouldn't be there's a there's a, a perfect time a perfect uh, uh baking time and i'm not talking about tapes now where you know it's like in the oven you know any 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 difference on either side either too much or too little uh you, you, you the songs were were the, the length of time for the, for each song it was tailor made like a fine suit you know uh, uh and uh we 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 became we we're sort of masters at that, and I, but it it took ten years to do it. So we stuck stayed the course on wh- wh- where we were, uh, wanted to go, and and what we wanted to do. We wanted to it was roots American music. People would say, "Oh, it's Bayou rock," it's this and that. I said, "No, it's roots American music. That's what it really is." And. Uh, so you, know, you can you can tag anything you want to. Uh, yeah, some of it might sound like it's from the Bayou, and no, we we had never been out of California in our lives. But it was our ears that were doing our our our, our, our their direction finding, and uh, that's what we did. You know, we paid close attention to the to the music that that uh, that we wanted to play and, in in yeah. that direction, and 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 and, and kept kept working at it, fine tuning, fine tuning, trimming, trimming. You know, don't let that note that's coming up here be any less than the note behind
0: it. Yep. and getting it right. And I have to say, listen, when that album came out, I was two years old, so it was not part of my world until much, much later. But like I said, bands that I listen to, uh, I grew up on Def Leppard. I grew up on Thunder. Thunder covers up around the band, Def, Le- Def Leppard covers traveling band, I mean, it affected the music that I listen to in my bands. So, you know, props to that. Now, um, let me just quickly get back to the vault before we wrap up. Uh, this is, uh, this release comes out August 27th. What's next? You mentioned that you, that the vault was sort of overflowing. Are you going to do like a release a year or release every six months? Uh, we'll see how this one does before we think about the next what, What's sort of the, the, the game plan?
1: Yeah, the game plan is, is the, the last thing you said. 'll we'll, we'll judge our next move on the the last move on the record that we're working on uh, we I'm hoping that uh, that uh, for all the money as, as an album and as a single we'll get legs and uh, we need we just need people to hear it if people hear it they're going to like it and the majority will anyway and that's what i've been finding out in in, in uh, the the broadcasts that i've been doing. Uh, everybody says the same thing. It sounds like it, it could have been uh, written last week or, you know, so it's not necessarily, and that's why I say it's not old music because it's, it's unheard, the, the actual art of it, you know, in, in terms of years, yeah, we had to bake the damn thing, you know. So, yeah, it's old that way, but it's not, not old as, as, a, as an art form. You know, people can hear it and think it's, it's a new band that's out there. Uh, the, so it, I'm, I'm not going to uh, say oh, every year I'll, I'll put something out. We, 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 I'll know when it's time to put the next one out, uh, and hopefully it'll be a, a long time from now. We'll get some some life out of, out of uh, this one. This one because I I, I think it's uh, it's got a lot, especially nowadays. You know we need that kind of rock and roll out there. And as you you alluded to, Lou, Huey, uh, you know. I, and i I, he's a dear old friend uh i that's that's the spirit uh, of the kind of rock and roll that that i'm i'm after and uh, and,
0: yui is one of the greatest artists ever i'll I'll just gonna say that i love everything about yui
1: (laughs) i'm with you i'm with Uh, this record pardon me i think i ought to send him a copy of this record
0: you should. And uh, you should pick up his last record, Weather, which came out last year or two years ago. It's, it's great. It's, it's fantastic. Um, for, the, for all the money in the world, I should say, released August 27th on uh, my birthday. Thank you. Uh, is it also, is, is it uh, just digital? Are we doing vinyl? Are we doing CD? Are we doing the whole physical format? Because for me, if it ain't, on, it ain't physical, it don't exist.
1: Yeah. Oh, I, I I'm a hundred percent with you. Yes, yes, we're we're doing any and all. Uh, the right now I'm.
0: Oh, that's what I like to see. There we go. You see, look, look at this. I don't have yours right in front of me, but see, sitting right here, I got my pile of. Well, you can't see it because of the other thing, but I got my pile of CDs. If it ain't if it ain't physical, it don't exist, and that exists.
1: I'm exactly with you, and, and it, it will also be out on, on vinyl. Vinyl will be the last the, the last thing we do because there are a, a number of hoops that are required to do it right, uh, and, uh, and, and I'll, I'll uh, leave, leave it at that. But yeah, I, I'm with you. I, I want it to be uh, able to be played in anybody's living room uh, with a, whatever uh, setup they have and uh that's the way it should be uh, i don't want yep. to limit limit uh our, our airplay or, or, or listening time because uh, I, I didn't uh...
0: yeah i'm gonna get one of those guaranteed yeah, yeah. i am gonna buy one of those as soon as we're done here um well there you go doug always a pleasure and uh, we did it last year we did it this year let's do another one as soon as uh, as soon as you can
1: well, I'm, I'm more than happy to do so today is the release of our second single, I Need Your Love, which is the second song on, on the album. So there's, there's another single out there to be listened to. And uh, uh,
0: And the videos are on YouTube, by the way, folks. You can head over to uh, to YouTube and look those up. Yep. So, and... I hey, see. And, um, let's see here. Uh, just real quick. It's called Clifford Wright,
1: Right. Well, the, the, yeah, the, yeah. The, Steve right and I, um, Just
0: occurs to me that if they're going to look for it on YouTube, they should know the band's name. It w- would help.
1: And then Cosmo is, is my it's my vault. So right. Cosmo's vault. We're—we're going to kind of keep that as a, 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 a like a series, and things will be coming out of the vault, and there are still many gems in there, but. We got to give a, each one its due. We got to let it let it be heard.
0: Yep, you got to let it get out there to the world. Uh, as we say in Montreal, merci beaucoup. Thank you so much.
1: Merci beaucoup. Okay. <laughs> I can not right now. I'm laughing at myself. <laughs> thank you, sir. Have a good day. Thanks, Mitch. Cheers.
0: Cheers. Huh, that was perfect. Thank you. Yeah, thank, thank you. You're very welcome.